As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. for something. A new way, a new understanding, a connection, some comfort. You've got questions and Light on Living puts the spotlight on all the answers so you can shine. Lift and lighten the load of life's challenges and learn simple and easy ways to live a healthy, happy life. You'll gain insight and start to see things in a new way that motivates you. You're invited to hear new, see different, and feel more as Lisa shines the light on living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Light on Living. I'm your host, Lisa Berry, and as always, I'm here to give you reasons to feel better. And this show couldn't be the more perfect, and I I know I probably say that a lot, but this one I really mean with the perfect show and topic to have you feel better for for so many reasons, and it's all surrounding the most incredible creatures on this planet, from animals to reptiles to birds, but really to loved ones who we invite to be a part of our family and all those different levels that family members can really attain and get the love from and give. And so I couldn't have a more special, amazing guest. I'm so excited. This gets me so excited. Whenever I introduce you, David Essel. <laughs> oh, hello, David. Everybody, this is David Essel. You, I know you've heard him before on the show. I love having him on. He is well, everything. I mean, international bestseller times, it's over 10 now. I know that. Um, um, addiction counselor, master life coach. Um, and honestly, I read that you're a minister now. Were you, was that new? Oh, my gosh, Lisa, no. I've been a oh. minister for a very long time. Yeah. Oh, well, um, it, I, it jumped out at I, me this time. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's funny that you say that because yesterday, what I do now, I used to be a pastor of a church. And then a number of years ago, I left to because it was just time to change, and I became a traveling minister. So now what I do is I fill in for churches when the minister wants to go on vacation or has to take a day off. And yesterday, I was just at uh, this beautiful church in St. Petersburg, Florida, where I did two sermons in the morning and then in the afternoon uh, did a seminar on Mm. how to experience God at a deeper level. So. Now, that's been a big part of my life for a long time, you know, and and it's exciting to be able to share that with you right now because it is really an important part of who I am. 
Yes, well, you know, it always came through about you know a belief and a faith, but but you, you it's, and this is this is an absolute compliment. Um, but it never came across like everybody's got to be this way and do this, and you just did it with love. So I guess that's why you know it just, it just came across as pure love. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and that's so good that you felt that because you know when I became ordained, I was ordained as an all faith minister. Oh. And what that means is, and some people call it an interfaith minister, but what it what it means is is that we will work with anyone, whatever their faith is, but we do not tell people what their faith should be, what their path to the higher power of God should be. We don't say that this religion isn't that great and this one's better. None of that right. stuff. We just say, Welcome, come in, you know, and and um and let me help you if it's just to try to find a deeper sense of peace or if it's to really create an amazing connection with an angel or God or Christ or whoever it is, Buddha, that you're into. You know, we, we purple, I purposely chose that path because I wanted it to be so inclusive. I did not want mm-hmm. to get on that exclusivity train where so many religions and so many ministers and pastors are. Uh, trying to convince us that there's only one way. In, in our work, Lisa, there's a thousand ways to yeah. God. And we just want you to find the one that feels best to you. Oh, my gosh, David. I think that's a, that could be a, a title of your next ebook or something, A Thousand Ways to God. I love that. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> well, actually, speaking of ways to God or in heaven and angels and whoever, anybody that's their faith, um, I would love to just start the show and, and really share with people that, that something very – I'm going to say special because it's the bond that was so special. It was created for you, and it transitioned that bond. Um, and you lost someone very – I'm going to say lost. You – I can't say lost because I really feel like, you know, that the energy of all our loved ones is never lost. It's just somewhere else. And and mm-hmm. you had to – you did say goodbye to a very dear friend, your your little boy, Saint, who was um, – what yeah. was a special kind of puppy dog? What was the the breed? Um, he was a, a um, an Italian greyhound. Yes, an Italian greyhound. And so as soon as I heard of his passing, and I have extreme condolences to you, and happiness to share with you, too, that you had that life, Yvonne. That's why I was so – I had to do the show and because I I know that you're the man to be able to come on and share with people the beauty of having – you know, finding deeper peace even in a connection with animals and with your puppies and with your dogs and your cats and everything. Yeah, Lisa, yesterday was the first time uh, during my afternoon seminar at the church that I was able to verbally tell the story of Saint. And and it wasn't that easy. You know, I had some rough moments telling it, but I know that the more I speak about it, the more comfortable I'll, be, I'll come with his, his passing. Um, you know, I've written about it, and I've shared yes. it on social media, and the responses have been just incredible of – you know, how many people really feel when, when you know, a lot of times if you've never had a dog or a cat or even a turtle that you fell in love with, um, it's hard for non-animal people to get into the heart and soul of people that have animals and or have had them but love them. Because a lot of people have a tendency to think it's just a dog, it's just a cat, it's just mm-hmm. a squirrel, it's just a whatever. But for everyone else that, you know, has really had a connection with animals, we know that, it, you know, someone said to me the other day that when they lost their pets, it was worse than when they lost a family member 
Yeah. And, you know, and again, you know, animal lovers understand that probably people that aren't probably go, okay, that's pretty crazy. Um, but they do bring us something. And, you know, my love is for adopting rescue animals, Lisa. That's, yes. And, and, you know, I have to give my mom credit. When we were little kids, when we had a ton of animals because she was an animal freak. But everyone we got had to be rescued. It had to be from a shelter. Right. And so I was raised in this indoctrination that I think is one of the most beautiful things my mom taught us is that there are so many animals of all types that need and desire love and, and to be rescued. So I came, you know, from that family upbringing. And then uh, in 1990, I adopted my first greyhound, which was a former racing greyhound off the track. Oh. And she was two and a half years old when I, when I rescued her. Um, she had never been in a house before, and so it was amazing. I had three little steps leading up to my front door. I had to carry her, Lisa. Um, she had never seen stairs before. Um, when I finally got her into the house, she went running and smashed right into a sliding glass door. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> because she had never seen a glass door before, you know. So yeah. I, I say to people, I mean, I had so many amazing stories about my rescues because, and, and here's something that, that, you know, I ask people to slow down before you rescue or adopt a rescued animal. And that is we need to understand they have a history, most of them, that yeah. is not good. Yeah. And it's a history of abuse or neglect, and that's how they get into these rescue organizations. Mm -hmm. um, and, and after my big greyhound passed, I decided to get a small greyhound. And the reason why, Lisa, was because in my counseling office, um, I wanted this, this little boy. His name was Saint, as you mentioned. You know, he is such he, – he was so sensitive, so incredibly sensitive that I wanted to bring him into the office to work as a service dog. And oh. I, for the first four years I had him, Lisa, it was amazing when – Someone would come in and they would be emotional. He, little Saint, would get right up off the floor, jump up, and lay right down next to them. Oh. And then if I if I had a client that came in that was you know just like exuberant and happy because they wanted to share something good that happened, he would let them have their space. Like he, he was so freaking intuitive, right? Yeah. That that he. He could sense when he was really needed, and he could sense when ah, I'm just going to hang out over here. Yes, yes, he's very respectful of the of the energy that's going on, and with and the need because even if somebody came in, they were distraught or emotional and sad. He wasn't like oh, you know, give them their space. He was like, they need comfort, they need connection, and yeah. and maybe not too much of it. I'll sit down here, you know, your space. You you mentioned <laughs> something really important, and um, it brings a question to me. If so. Uh, I love, see, I'm a rescuer too. I love rescuing. I, I'll go to the shelters or I'll rescue uh, an animal and need lots of cats in my life. And mm -hmm. when I, I remember, you know, having friends have a conversation, say, well, oh, I want this kind of breed, this kind of um, animal, but I want it as a puppy because I want to train it because they're, because a lot, they do come with a history. And how does one say they really go, oh, I just, I do want to rescue one, but I just don't think I can handle the history of an abused or neglected or abandoned animal. How do we get past that? Well, it's a beautiful question, Lisa. And one of the things that I share is that this is, this is a reason I love like rescue organizations. You know, there's Italian greyhound rescue organizations. There's 
the racing and greyhound organizations. There's beagle rescues. There's shepherd rescues. Yeah, poodles, standard poodles, and poodles, right? I mean, almost every breed has, you know, um, an organization that is rescuing those that are abused. And so, my first recommendation is, if you're going to, you know, get a uh, a pet, is make sure when you're talking to rescue, make sure when you're talking to the organization, or it could be your local shelter, that you ask them about their past history. Mm-hmm. If you've never adopted a dog, a rescue, or a cat, or anything else. And you go and you fall in love with one, but the people at the shelter or the rescue don't have much information on this dog's background, I would say wait. If you've never rescued, wait until you find a dog or a cat or whatever animal you're looking for that the people who are fostering or holding that animal really know their background. And why it's so important is that, um, you know, like a really good rescue organization or a really good shelter will be able to tell you that, you know, that dog is great, but it doesn't get along with children. Or that dog is great, but it doesn't get along with other dogs. Or that dog is great, but it doesn't get along with cats. And so, you know, you really want, if this is your first rescue, you really want to know so that you know what you're getting into. When when I adopted, well, Kona, my, my greyhound off the track, I mean, her history was just like almost all of the greyhounds. Um, she had no life outside of being in a crate, eating, or running. There was no affection, no anything. So she, you know, when she came to me, of course, you know, I said she didn't, she was afraid of steps and ran into sliding glass doors and it was some amazing experience for me. But, you know, she would jump at anything. And if you put your hand up to pet her, she would move away. Uh, and, and it took me, and then this is, you know, and I'm, no, but this isn't all bad news. It's just life. It took me two years of working with Kona before she would not jump at the sound of a car door or she wouldn't back away when I put my hand up to pet her. Mm. Now, that sounds like a long time. You know, but Lisa, I'll tell you what, it was worth every second because (laughs) after two years, she turned into this just most trusting, most loving, beautiful dog. And, And then with Saint, who just passed, I have a little bit of a different story with Saint. When I got him, I found out that he had a male owner, and he was locked in a room by himself for 18 hours a day. So he was void of any emotional connection, any emotional touch. And when I got him, the first day I got him, I I put him in the bathroom because he was running away from me. You know, (laughs) it was like, oh, my God. I want to love you, and the dog is running to the other bedroom, and then I go into that bedroom. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, dude, I just want to hug you and love you. Um, but because of his background, when on my very first night, I put him in the bathroom with a baby gate. Okay. But he looked at that baby gate as if it was a door, oh. and he immediately flipped out and started barking and crying and whining. Because it reminded him of being in a... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit confined space. Right. Just the baby gate reminded him of a doorway. And it was crazy. And I, I took the baby gate away and he laid right down. It it was wild. Um and so I had to learn, you know, with him. Now here's something and you have to understand that rescues have quirks. And so, you know, Saint was even though he was only a small dog, about fifteen pounds, he was not a cuddler unless you were a little girl. Oh. He like fouled. Yeah, go ahead, Lisa. Oh, I just would say, like, it's totally different, the complete opposite of a grown male man. Like, and you know. Exactly. Yeah. You're 100% correct. So he felt safe with little girls. And I was helping to raise a couple little girls at the time. And he, he would let them do anything. They could pull his tail. I mean, it was, they would hug his neck, Lisa, and he would let, he would just stand there forever. Oh. If, if I tried to hug him, he would give me 60 seconds exactly. <laughs> and at the end of 60 seconds, he'd start squirming, and I, and I just learned to let him be himself. You know, I, I just said, okay, Saint may never change, but he brought so many other cute qualities. So... You know, every night when I, and this is from the very first day just that I brought him home, every night I come home, he would look in my bag for part of my lunch that I didn't eat. And so it turned into this cutest thing. Eventually, I would come home, and he would be waiting at the door, and he'd start barking and looking at my bag and coming over to the bag. So we had this little nightly ritual um, that I would purposely save something in one of my plastic containers of food. And I wouldn't eat at all because I just wanted to see the joy on his face, you know, and and he would go crazy. Um, but when I went to pick him up and, and to hold him, he would do like a forearm shiver. Like his front legs would come out and he would put them against your chest so you couldn't bring him closer than his, the length of his legs. Oh, yes, it's a little tethering. You know, um, right, just in those stories alone, um, I, I just have to highlight to everybody the two things that I would love when we come back from commercial I want to dive into. But you, just the very story about you getting excited to start and start thinking about bringing food now. Like, oh, I, I'm, yeah. even if I couldn't eat, could eat my lunch, I'm not going to or I'm going to make sure I have. It gave you a different kind of um, – it added a purpose in your life, actually. And I, when we come back, I really want to talk about how – it's funny how the turnaround is not just the animal being rescued it can be the people being rescued by rescuing and creating that purpose mm-hmm. in our lives so yeah. everybody when we come back in two minutes commercials we're going to talk more about the purpose how animals can bring purpose into our lives 
the best of the holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment, a philanthropic organization. Their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. For those times when you're looking for insight and additional tools to living your most elevated life, there's no better place to turn than Intuitive Alchemy Radio. Join me, Laura Brown, each Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for inspiring conversations, live on-the-air readings, and tools to help you build your most aligned, most abundant, and most delicious life. It's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Light on Living here with me, Lisa Berry, and my very special guest, David Essel. And we are, I am, and I've decided to, and I just want to dedicate this entire show to Saint David's sweet little boy, <laughs> who did his cutie pie, who <laughs> just recently transitioned. And David, you reminded me of this one story, because um, as you're sharing about, you know, we, sometimes we get lonely or we don't know, we, we just get frustrated with what's our purpose here. And I remember meeting this one man, he was in his eighties and he just looked so forward to feeding these this little chipmunk out on his deck. And it, he, he didn't own it. He didn't do anything, but you know what? And I remember one day he goes, Oh, you know, little chippy's late today for his breakfast. And I got out here and I made sure that, you know, I left. and it was so important to him. It gave him a reason every day to get out of the house, to get mobile, to make sure he bought those peanuts. How? A little breakfast with with this little creature that has so much life and i, yeah. I and I, you must have seen this because you do i love what you said um don't shop adopt is that what did i say it right i love that yeah exactly <laughs> and when you you must have seen so many wonderful stories as well as your own from this but is that something that it is a really common thing about people just coming to life and having a connection I think there's a couple things, you know, when when the rescue animals feel safe with you, and I'm mm-hmm. going to just keep saying this, it could take 30 days, it could take a year. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you really have to have a lot of patience. But when they start to feel safe with you, it is one of the greatest gifts that we will ever receive from that pet. When they decide that they can trust us, it's just this, It's it's it, and they're going to do it differently. You know, like yeah. I always thought, because he was little, would be a cuddle dog. You know, I thought I'd be able to pick him up and cuddle him and squeeze him tight and all those kind of things you like to do with little dogs. But, you know, that wasn't him. So then I started to appreciate what he did bring 
to the mm-hmm. table that we need, you know, such such as like, you know, getting all excited when I came in the door. Not, not necessarily for me. <laughs> you know, I just had so much joy watching him have joy. And then the other thing, Lisa, now, you know, when, when he died a couple weeks ago, he was almost 13. And um, and every night at around 9.30 or quarter of 10, now this has been going on for seven years, is that he would come to me to play. Now, what that meant, the way he played was he, he wasn't like a fetch and bring it back. He was uh, throw me a little uh, a chew bone and then chase me all over the house. And <laughs> he loved it to be chased. He wouldn't play catch. He wouldn't bring anything back to you. But man, oh, man, at 9.30, quarter of 10, every night, doesn't matter how tired I am, he got this energy, and we had a blast. Um, My personal assistant, Mary Lou, took care of him really greatly for uh, the last year, especially. And and he had no, you know, he was on thyroid medicine, but, but he had no illnesses that we knew of. You know, he had, he had no conditions that we knew he might be close to dying. And, and I think, you know, when that happens, it's an interesting scenario. There's, there's no good way to lose someone you love so deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say that having them go unexpectedly is the best way. Um, and other people believe that they want a time, mm-hmm. you know, they, that they just wish they had a couple more days as their dog was, you know, passing or getting ready to pass. They, they wish they knew that they were sick so that they could, yeah. you know, hold them more and love them more and all that stuff. And, and then there are some people that, you know, the, the dog goes through a really, or a cat or any kind of rescue goes through a really prolonged death. And of course, that's so painful yeah. um, for everyone with, with saying, you know, it, it was a bizarre way that he died, Lisa, because the night before he died, he was the same dog. He was at quarter of 10 at night running around the house like crazy. Um, you know, on, on the day that he passed, I was on a radio show and I was doing an interview with a host, Mitch, out of Texas, and we were going strong into it. And, and Saint was sitting not more than five feet away from me. And about halfway into the interview, all of a sudden, there was this really bizarre screams kind of a sound. And the radio host said, what was that? Because we're live on the air. And um, I said, I don't have any idea. And I turned to my right and looked, and there was Saint. He had lifted his head up, and it just dropped. And, 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 and I didn't know it at that second, but that noise was him. Yeah. And it was a, a scream coming out of his mouth. And, and of course, I I, I throw the phone down and the phone is still live and I'm screaming saying, please don't die. Please don't leave me. Mm-hmm. And you know, the host is hearing it. The, the, the producers are hearing it. I mean, they ended up cutting the line off, which I thought was great because I was screaming forever. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed them and I ran into the bedroom and I started doing CPR. Um, Mary Lou was there, thank God, and she ran next door to get the vet. The vet wasn't there. She came back and started doing mouth-to-mouth resuscitation mm-hmm. while I was doing the chest compressions. And at one point, Lisa, we thought he came back. Like there was this little spark that mm-hmm. we both saw and said, oh, my God, he's going to make it. And and then, you know, he didn't. Um, and then, but, but let me share this thing that, 
you know, how incredibly wise I believe our pets are. I had said to you today multiple times that he was not a cuddler and he would not let me, only if you were a little girl, you could cuddle with him. Mm -hmm. But other than that, he was having nothing to do with it from, from most adults. Right. Um, and the night before he died, he was standing in front of me. I'm sitting outside and he's standing in front of me. And when I'm sitting outside and he's standing in front of me, it's usually because I'm eating something. <laughs> you know, like, he, he intuitively knew. I mean, I could, I could be anywhere, and he would know I had something to eat. And, but, but, but this day, he was just standing looking at me. So I said, wow, do you want me to pick you up, Saint? And he just stood there. And I picked him up, and I held him like a baby. I was seated in a chair. And I just said to help him just like a little baby. And Lisa, this is something that I, I believe is so such an important part of the story. He laid there for over 30 minutes. Now, I have had him for eight years. He's 13. In the eight years, I had 30 minutes combined probably holding him. Yeah. And I was so shocked. And I, I said to Mary Lou, I said, hey, please take a picture of this. Like, this is so yeah. weird, you know, that, that he's let me do it. And it went on and on and on. And finally, after about 30 minutes, you know, he kind of just looked at me and stretched a little bit. And then it was time for him to get down. I have no proof of what I'm going to say next. But I believe it with all my heart to be as factual as you and I on this call right now. Yeah. I honestly believe that St was letting me know that that would be the last time. It's absolutely, sh I believe it. I don't know how either. I don't know why either, but it's so, un it's so, like they, just, it's like, do you think that they're called, like that he knew he did his job with you or maybe his job was done or we, I guess we don't ever get to have that conversation. Yeah. And no, we don't. We don't. But, you know, when, when I, when I, when I, came to several days later because it's still yeah. oh. I mean even, even today I can feel my emotions you know yeah. really coming to the surface but you know it was several days later that it dawned on me what he the gift that he had given me that 30 minutes that you know yes. oh, daddy always wanted so, this he wanted that snuggle I yeah he wanted to give that to yeah. you yeah it's, it's so, they are so giving. And that's what I've always felt with animals. Like, yes, it's in their need. They want to, they, they want to have their toys and their food. Of course, they can seem like they, you know, that's what they want, but they really, that connection means so much. The minute you actually kind of. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
even support that by saying when both of your your little guys um, had had no no touch, no friendliness, no family, no love. Right. It really affected them. It broke their spirit. Um, and but it's still there. Their spirit was still there. And so yeah. I have a question. A question about this is. I have a lot of people that will come up to me and like, so my kid, I have bangles and, and um, one is a, as a, a, we'll call it adoption. It's not really rescue, but she needed rescue from a place that wasn't suitable for her, but I did purchase her, but it was, you know, she was th- almost three years old. And then I have my, 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 my boy Brinks. Now they're bangles. They, and, and every cat's different, but they, if they're, Sleeping, I can snuggle up with them, but I don't. They don't want me to pick them up and hold me. Either. They don't like that with anybody. But then you have some wow. people that. But yes, I know. But you know what? I'm so happy just to be able to go snuggle with them. Like it's fine. But then there's a lot of people that have told me, and I get very frustrated. Of course, they'll say, "You just got to do it. You have to teach them how you want to treat them." And that upsets me a lot, of course. And I would never do yeah. that. But. The, can you ex, uh, ex, share with us how, like, for life coaching or something, how? We, how understanding what they need, and, and I love that you said you learned to appreciate what he was willing to sh- share with you, like the wiggling of the tail and the body or chasing me around. How can we, yeah. how can we help the people that feel like they need to control or train? I guess training is important, um, but you know, force, force them into making the animal the way they want them. Well, this is, you know, one, I think this is one of the greatest teachings that I've been trying to share with people ever since I started adopting dogs. Lisa, is that we have to allow them to come to us. We have Mm -hmm. to allow them. Now, there are certain things, like let's say um, that you have to have a lot of compassion for. You know, there's a lot of animals that are deathly afraid of thunder and lightning. Yes. And, you know, and to try to break them of that is going to, it's not going to be healthy for you or the pet. Mm -hmm. And so there's thunder shirts. There's certain things out there that. Right. And I got to tell you something interesting. So I never got saying hated the thunder and lightning oh. until the last year. He, he, he was able to, um, to handle it better in, in the last year of his life for some reason. But what I found was, you know, in remember he was a small dog, but if, if it was thundering out, I would put him in one of his beds that, you know, we had like four beds around the house for him. <laughs> <laughs> I would put him in one of the beds, Lisa. And then I would, hold the bed really tight against his body and mine. And it was incredible how much that decreased his anxiety. And it's a very similar feeling to what people have told me that dogs have when you put a thunder shirt on them. A thunder shirt is very tight material and it it gives them a sense of of security. So things like, you know, thunder um, with my first dog, you know, they jumped at the sound of a car door shutting. Fireworks, yeah. Yeah, fireworks, oh, my God, those are horrendous. Uh, but I think we need to get more on their level, which is why it's so helpful if you can find out about their background. Mm-hmm. If if you can find out the environment they came from. And, you know, there's a lot of rescues that just come because people didn't realize that they had as little time as they did. So they, they get a dog, they don't have time for it, and they give yeah. it up, and the dog it doesn't have any real scars. There's 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 a yeah. cat or anything, right? And there's plenty of those that don't have real scars. But but we we don't want to force them to do things. You know, we don't want we can um, get a behavior an animal trainer to help us. Um, I saw something about a year ago that I just couldn't believe, and 
it was an, an animal trainer that was screaming at a dog and swinging at a dog. It never hit it. Um, but and, and I went over and said, what the heck is going on? And the owner said, well, you know, our dog is misbehaving with and he has behavioral problems. He doesn't listen to us. So we hired. And I said, look, at, I wouldn't go in that direction at all. Your dog, I can't stop you. But that is not the way that I would have a trainer to treat any of the dogs that I've mm-hmm. ever had. Absolutely. Um, the voice. No, you have, so you they, actually helped to give it that, um, give the, a voice to a better yeah. way. Yeah. You know, and, and we've got to be smart. And you also have to think of this. Now, they had a golden retriever. So if you're going to have a golden retriever, you better. And they were an older couple, which to me, that is a terrible match for a dog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like one of the things, and I'll be honest with you, why I love Greyhounds so much is because they're so mellow. And I work really hard. I work really long hours. And my dogs are always taken care of. They're walked three times a day, which I think is the minimal that we should be walking our dogs mm-hmm. as an FYI yeah. to our audience. <laughs> yes, I agree. You know, I really I walk my cat, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Actually, David, um, I'll tell you, the Bengals are one of the top breeds that are surrendered because they require an extreme amount of stimulation, interaction, like not just playing, but, um, and I love them the most because you'll, you'll love this one, David, you and I are similar because they talk the most. I'm forever talking yes. and they're talking back to me. But matching oh a breed is very important. I love yeah. that you said that like background check, oh. um, environment, breed matching, like energy levels. Yes. Yes. And and if you get a Labrador or a Golden Retriever or something, you know, you better have the time to be playing catch and to wear them out because they have a ton of energy. And if that energy isn't directed in a good way, that's when they start tearing things up at home. That's when they start misbehaving, quote unquote. Um, One of the major reasons is because they have that high energy. So, you know, when, when I was looking at breeds, I did the same thing you just said, Lisa. I did my research. I found out that greyhounds were very mellow. Um, and I want, whether the dog is in my office or at home with me, you know, I, I don't want to have to be entertaining the dog like you do with, with a lot of um, uh, of the Labradors and, and, and Golden Retrievers. Yeah. Um, because they have so high energy, they want to be entertained a ton. And, and I'm making a generalization here, but it's a pretty accurate one. Yeah, so, yeah, agreed. You know, it, it's like um, Jack Russell Terriers, uh, another dog that needs a ton of stimulation, a lot of exercise. And um, and then you can go to some other breeds that, you know, really need very little. And, 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 it, and it should be, first of all, you know, what do I have time for? In reality, what type of a, of a personality match would be best for me with an animal? And you can talk to people at pet stores. You can go online and Google. Uh, let me take away, take that last statement away. You can talk to people at rescues and adoption agencies. I'm not a fan of pet stores at all. Yeah. Um, but you, you can talk to them and you can Google and find out who might be best. Like I have only a little bit of time. On a daily basis, yes, I could squeak in three 30-minute walks. That's about all I can do. Then you find a dog that doesn't need a ton of exercise. Um, the funny thing about the big greyhounds, uh, the race on the tracks that we're trying to get all the tracks closed down in the United States, mm-hmm. and we're doing a pretty good job of it so far, 
uh, but they don't need a lot of exercise. Yeah, I find that fascinating. Isn't that fascinating? Now, here's a dog that is bred to race, and yet when they retire them off the track, and the reason they're retired is because they're not usually, it's because they're not making the owner money. Um, That's the number one reason they retire greyhounds so young. But, but you get a greyhound, and the greyhound doesn't desire or need to have a lot of exercise or a lot of stimulation. Now, I still recommend a minimal of three 30-minute walks a day. You can cut her, yeah. Yeah, you know, but, oh. but for most greyhounds, that's plenty. And then, of course, they want to be loved on um, once you get their trust. Yes. No, David, we're going to sneak away to commercials, but with the most important question I want everybody to hang on when we come back, going to ask David what he feels and, um, is inappropriate or how to know if it, when the time has come to get adopt a new pet, pet after losing a, a dear friend. So, David, that's going to be our question when we come back for you. Yeah. The best of holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Ascending Hearts is no ordinary dating site, but a spiritual dating site with a purpose, to link you with your soulmate. We engineer the serendipity so you can trust that you will attune with someone that has the same matching vibration as you. Ascending Hearts, the conscious dating site for the spiritually aware. Try Ascending Hearts for free, AscendingHearts.com. idea that you have to work hard for your money, that business is hard, I will share some dynamic access consciousness tools to get you out of your own way so you can create a business that actually succeeds. Join me, Simone Millicers, on the Joy of Business at 4pm Mondays Eastern. Mother, Mother Ocean. Hi, I'm Jimmy Buffett. West Indian manatees are one of the most unique animals on earth, and we're still finding out so many new things about them. But manatees are endangered, and many of them are killed or injured each year because of watercraft collisions or other human activities. You can help save these gentle marine mammals. For free tips on what you can do, call Save the Manatee Club at 1-800-432-JOIN. Thank you.
Oh, you guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We are here with David Essel, and I'm your host, Lisa Berry, talking about my favorite thing, animals of all kinds, and the connections we have with them. And, David, such an important question. I, you know, everybody deals with grief differently. Um, I, I mean, there's no one answer, but when we have such this important, crazy soul love, you know, and bond with someone who, who leaves and, and they're no longer with us, and we're sad, is it healthy to rush out and go get one right away, or should we have a grieving time? Like, what's your opinion on that? That's a really tough question to answer. Yeah. I, I, you know, off the top of my head, I'm going to say there, there really should be a period of grieving. And how do we know when the grieving has gotten to a place uh, that, that we might be ready? Because we want to make sure, and what I shared with you earlier today and what I believe to be true is that when we can talk about our pet that passed and we're not breaking down, you know, every sentence or two, or we're not like choking back mm. tears as we continue to talk about them, then to me, that's a sign that if you really want another pet, you might be ready. Um, now, I'm not talking about, you know, you, you could go six months and if you and I talked about saying six months from now, and if you mentioned something that might trigger me, I still might yeah. have tears in six months, right? So yeah. it, it's not that we're looking to be perfect, but when you can verbalize, I mentioned yesterday at, you know, during the church service was the first time I actually told the story of Saint. And I have, it took me a while to get it out. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, during the lecture, I said to people, I'm going to ask you to, to hang in there with me. I'll be able to say the words in a minute. I, I have to, catch myself here mm-hmm. and because I couldn't speak I was really getting choked up tears were flowing and I had to respect that you yeah. know I can I I knew that the first time I said that in public would be difficult but then today the day after I'm sharing it with you and yes I felt some deep emotion but mm-hmm. it isn't what it was yesterday and so that, that, that's what I would say, is that if you can talk about your pet with love. And- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes, we miss, miss them. And, but remember these cute times. And remember when she or he did this. And remember when we can start to move into that gratitude, Lisa, I think we're getting closer to going back out and adopting. Um, the one thing I will say here, two things, is that, number one, I don't think it's a good idea to immediately get a new pet. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think you need to give yourself a little space to breathe, um, to feel the sadness, to feel the pain, to work through that. So I wouldn't say that it's ever probably a good idea to race out. And, and if you have a loved one um, or you have a child that lost a pet, like, don't go out behind their back and bring something home. Right. You might think it's a, a great idea. Um, you know, I, I almost did that a couple times with my parents. You know, when my parents' dog, last, their last dog died, you know, even though they were 70, you know, like, I'm thinking, oh, my God, mom and dad need another dog, right? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and, and, but they didn't. 
um, they made the decision that it was too hard. They had, you know, they had and lost so many dogs over their years, yeah. um, and now they're both in their 90s. Uh, but, but, you know, it, it, it would not have been appropriate for me to do that because they, it wasn't their desire. So try not to be that rescuer that goes out and surprises your friend or your child or your partner, you know, with a pet really soon after that pet has died. And then the other thing I want you to think about is that if you're in that grieving mode, look around at your lifestyle. If there's any kind of major changes coming up, that tells me hold off before you adopt again. Mm -hmm. Uh, if there's a major change in a relationship, hold off before you adopt. If there's a major change in where you live, hold off. If there's going to be a major change in six months with a new job, hold off. Yes. In other words, you don't want to bring a, an adopted, rescued animal into an environment that could be stressful for you and obviously them. Right. So if there are big events, hold off. You know, if let, let, let's say that, you know, your, your pet passes today and, you know, your best friend has a wedding in a month, hold off, you know, like, like, like you're going to be gone. You're going to be excited. And, um, and, and, you know, we could come up with all kinds of scenarios, Lisa, as to why to hold off. But I think you, what you want to do is make sure you can talk about your pet with love without losing it emotionally and that there isn't any major changes coming your way. If you look at those two things, I think you'll be in a good position to decide when it's right for you. That was an awesome answer for, for not, you know, thinking that it was going to be so tough. That was so helpful. And I, I'm going to flip that around, actually, because I do have the situation going on right now with, with um, clients of mine. They had lost, um, it's over a year now, a year and a half ago, they had lost, you know, one of their dogs. And they're not over it yet. Like, they're still very very upset and I wondered what kind of help do people have who really have long-term grieving okay that's a great question if you go onto Facebook and if you Google um, uh, animal grief or grief support for animals um, uh, it, it, there are there there are a lot of different groups out there you know there's this really beautiful poem that you know of called the rainbow bridge yes yeah and you know, I, I always recommend, and it's funny because, you know, when, when Saint died, I mean, the support on social media was so amazing. Yeah. But I, I'd say probably about an hour after I posted, you know, the, the photo of me holding him after he had passed, mm -hmm. um, a woman posted the, the Rainbow Bridge poem underneath his picture, and I was so grateful because I had forgotten about it. Oh. That oh. poem is so Gorgeous, and you know, in my stress and in my grief, I had totally forgotten. And just reading it brought me a little bit of of healing. Mm. Um, it's obviously not going to heal. Just reading something one time is not going to heal you, yeah. but it really helped. So, you know, or it, if you're not on social media, I would Google grief support for animals in your area. Right. And you might find a meetup group or some other type of organization that is not far from you that has tools, and then go to Amazon.com and Google how to grieve the loss of a dog or a cat or whatever specific animal. Well, what, came, well, what came up for me for that with you specifically is because I wondered, now this is just me, do my speculation, but you deal with people, couples in codependent relationships. And so I wonder, it just came to mind with my these particular people, um, 
did they perhaps have a codependent relationship with their dog? And now there's no uh, oh, kind of having closure because, you know, in people in a relationship, they go to counseling or coaching with you and they sure. can work on that, figure it out. Whereas now there's no opportunity. Is it possible to have a codependent relationship with an animal? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was a woman that um, that contacted me after posting several, actually, after posting about saying, um, telling me that, you know, she doesn't go out on weekends, um, that she is strapped to her dog, that she doesn't think it's healthy. She was asking me the very oh. questions that you're asking me. Um, wow. and, and, I, and, and, you know, the response to everyone is this, is that, when you first get a, an adopted animal, you really do want to spend weekends with them. But you really <laughs> do want to tie down to them. You know, like yeah. in the beginning, it should be codependent because your job is to earn their trust. Their job isn't to earn a damn thing from you. That's not their job. They, they, don't, they don't need to earn a damn thing. It's us that we need to earn their trust. And the way we earn their trust, especially in the first six months of having a rescue, is by being in their presence more often than not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when she said to me that she had had this pet for a long time and that she had decided not to travel and not to do this, now that's unhealthy to me. Right. You know, I think if, if you have cats, you have fish, you have dogs, you have anything, and that you choose never to travel and not to have a life because you want to be, I think that's a little unhealthy. That might be and, me. No. <laughs> What's that? That might be me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but but we, we, we do, you know, and, and, yeah. and so you have to find, like, a really great yeah. pet sitter or you find a really yeah. great, um, uh, like, a, we, there's, there's, there's places in Florida, and I'm not sure, um, you know, where else they might be, but I'm sure they're all over the world, where that, they're, they're centers. It's not a kennel. So the, the, the dogs aren't put in kennels. There's two big rooms at these centers. And one room is for the big dogs and one room is for the little dogs. And they have staff Aww. in the rooms at all times. Oh, I um, love that. Like a playroom. Like when we could take our kids, you know, to a playroom. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Lisa. And so... And, and with both Saint and Kona, you know, I used to drop them off at a facility and they loved it. You know, they, I mean, the people loved them. They were coddled. They were adored. And then they got a chance to be with other animals. And so I think it can be really healthy to be able to expose them um, and not be codependent. But the other thing, too, is talking about your clients. I think, you know, time heals nothing. I love and this that. Is a Thank really, you. And yeah, this is a really important message. Time heals nothing. So, you know, if, if you're not doing specific grief work in writing to help you process your emotions and your feelings and you're waiting, well, you can wait for 10 years and that doesn't mean you're going to be ready or healed if you're not doing the work in between. Um, you know, and, and so sometimes people say, well, what do you mean grief writing? And so I'll say, you know, write letters to your pet Aww. about how they changed you and what they brought into your life in specifics. Write letters to them saying how much you miss them. Write letters to them telling them that, that you hope that they're, they're doing great now that they're over the Rainbow Bridge. You know, like, like I love to get my clients actively involved in the grief process versus waiting for it to somehow magically disappear. Right. Because it doesn't. 
You know, you just made me totally think of, you know, um, you can get a pack of gift cards and they'll, they'll have thank you cards, I miss you cards, uh, traveling cards. And that is such a fun thing if, if that I loved on one of your posts. You said, you know what, don't just don't just reach out to somebody who's lost their, their pet that one one time. They continually reach out. Well, how cool would it be if, if I had just lost one of my little guys here, if somebody gave me a little pack of these gift cards said, you know what, go write a thank you card to them. And then the next day, write, I miss you card. Then the next day, write, uh, you know, traveling because one is transitioned card. Like, that would be such a fun little helpful gift to do that grief writing because you're writing it. Yes, exactly. And you know what? And if you really want to take it to the nth degree, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, put your 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 animal's first name only. Do not put a return address and drop it in the mail. No. That is so what a fun activity. Like it's really taking it to yeah. The, experiencing some kind of tra- transition healing. I love that grief writing. I, I just thought I love yeah. what that said. And the time heals nothing. Um, just before we run out of time, I just wondered, now I'm putting you on the spot here. Um, you mentioned that there are, I can't remember what my word is now, um, petitions and something being signed or trying to help to get the greyhounds to no longer race, like to get them off the tracks. Yeah. Is that something that yeah. we can offer to people right now? They can go to somewhere to support that? Yes, if you Google and Greyhound Track Racing, if you Google that, you'll find organizations all over that are in the same place that we are in Florida, and that is we are successfully defeating the Greyhound Racing industry. Um, In the last several years, recently, some major tracks in Florida have been shut down. The goal is to shut every one of them down. Um, Now, The great side of that is that, you know, and the reason why we want this is because they are not treated with love. They're not treated with kindness at 90% of the tracks. No matter what the owners tell you, they're lying. It's not a healthy environment. As a matter of fact, in the state of of Florida, every, almost every greyhound that, that is taken off the track because they're not making money, so the track owners will give them to adoption agencies to adopt them out. Every one of them has a very severe case of hookworm in the state of Florida. Um, I was talking to the Greyhound Rescue, one of them, uh, last week, and I was talking to her about, you know, how are things going and how are we doing with shutting the tracks down. She said, well, there's less and less dogs that we have to adopt out, which is a good thing, but they've all gotten really sick. and. Um, and they have 10 that they're adopting out of this one agency that I spoke to. And she said, David, every one of them are filled with hookworms. Oh, um, and yeah. we have new procedures that we're doing to eradicate them. Yeah. But, you know, it's because they're not cared for, Lisa. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. and, and so they're in these filthy environments, and then they get adopted out. And, you know, but, but here's, again, a great shelter or a great rescue organization will be able to tell you about things you need to know regarding the breed. So, so the great thing here is to partner up, talk to some people with adoption, rescue, um, everybody go to that end, greyhoundtrackracing.com, I believe, and we'll post yeah. that, but but really talk, don't go to pet stores, make your connections with the other people, learn about them, and then open your heart to be patient and understanding to new animals. I love it. Oh, Absolutely. 
I can just speak with you for hours on anything, literally. It, it doesn't have to be a book, books. It's just a love that you come out with and share people and show them that there is a possible way. They don't have to be alone. They can be connected, and everybody has – this is an opportunity for everybody, animals alike. So thank you. This has been David Essel with us. We love having you. <laughs> Lisa, it's been a blast as always. <laughs> Okay, everybody, we're going to put a whole bunch of stuff on Facebook, uh, links and pictures and stories. And if you want to share a story about your loved one, uh, we would love to hear about that. Any first stories. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody. Bye, David. We'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.